0: Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about Elixir. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, is there a benefit for a web developer to learn Elixir? Well, uh, the way that I look at any type of learning is usually yes, everything is beneficial. If you're asking for job purposes, then mostly no. it's not that bad. It depends. Like, I mean, Elixir isn't non-existent on the market, but it is not a very adopted language if you look at the total, like if we just look at the global market. And I don't really see... like, Elixir is my favorite language for... Well, it's not my favorite language, but it's my favorite language in a specific space for a very specific reason. And that is the solution that uh, well, it's you. It's based on Erlang. Uh, it's based on, and the the you know. So you could argue that Erlang actually solved this problem a long time ago. But I mean, it's about Elixir. So what I like about Elixir, if we t- if we talk about its contribution, is that all right. It made Erlang more accessible. It has a, because Erlang originally was developed here in. Uh, I'm not sure if it was here in Gothenburg or if it, because it's Ericsson, as far as I remember, who did it, and their one of their offices is here. So I'm not sure if it was here, but it's somewhere in that company. Anyhow. And it was developed for the sole purpose, practically, to be an excellent language for the telecommunic- telecommunication companies. And the one and most important thing that they care about is uptime. Who else cares about uptime? Well, everybody in web, practically. Every single one of us, it, it, the days are gone when we could put up a really nice uh, construction worker sign and just have downtime and say, "Hey, our website will be up this date and that date." Uh, I wish we could be back in those days because it makes so many things so much easier. But uh, pff, nope, no, and not anymore. And so Erlang has been solving this problem for a long time. Problem with Erlang is that it wasn't really developed for mass consumption it's not really a very nicely designed language, if you ask me at the very least. It's not bad, it's just not, it's like Objective-C. It wasn't really designed to be like super adopted, so we need to tweak it and like we make some iterations. And that's what Elixir brings to the table. And I think that's great. The thing about it, which I absolutely love, is the idea that you can actually, like, like having the idea of processes And having the idea where you can basically, I mean, you can literally debug code without having to pull down the system of descent, you can deploy new code without necessarily having to force your developer, force your stakeholder to upgrade their systems or anything like that. You can do all of that live, which is an enormous benefit for so many reasons. My most, I- The most interestis- interesting use case I've ever seen for Elixir was from an old video that I watched where they were doing embedded systems. And the presentation this guy did was absolutely amazing. He just explained that, well, yeah, we when we have all these devices, well, it's really hard for us to debug a remote device. So if it's not working, how do we fix that? Well, what's cool about Elixir is that we can actually do that. We can actually get live information from the running okay, and actually fix things live. We don't have to redeploy things. We don't have to uh, ask the user to send us like logs or anything like that. We can actually do all of that stuff while everything is, ru- is up and running. And I think that's super cool. And the the, thing, the the thing that I've noticed about Elixir is that from the few companies that I have dealt with that actually use it to great success, they have a few thi- uh, one specific thing in common they're all gambling companies well not all of them but uh, i've seen uh, i've been in discussions with for a few jobs and most of the time somebody talks to me about elixir it's a, ga- a gambling company of some sort or some company that is in that space which i think is interesting because the uh, because the way that I think about it, well, that makes a lot of sense. Because for a gambling, a gambling company, they know, and this is, the horror, this is the cynic in me talking, they know that the most important thing that they can do to make sure that people keep on staying on their sites and all that stuff, is to make sure that the system never fails, ever, under any circumstances. Because they're just basically taking money off of people who can't stop using their... Well, of course there are other factors to it. But you know that's the purpose of a slot machine. If you can just keep the person at the slot machine. You're going to make money. You just don't let them get any ideas. Or like break their concentration. Break their flow. Anything like that. And Elixir is probably one of. If not the best choice. For that end goal. The thing, the thing though. I see is That is a little bit sad about Elixir. If you ask me at the very least. Is that. I feel like there is a very big f- focus, I uh, mean, Jose Valim is behind it, and as you probably know, he's he, he is a bit of a name in the Ruby community, and for some reason, I don't know why we got to that that place, but it feeds to me, like, there's so much emphasis that Elixir is for Ruby developers. It's... Uh, there's a lot of noise in the Ruby community about Elixir as being this alternative choice to Ruby, it's the, like the performance perspective and all this good stuff. Uh, I mean, but there are other initiatives in the Ruby community, such as Nim and so forth, that has the same. Like, I mean, Elixir isn't alone when it comes to fighting for the Ruby developers. But from my, from my perspective, Elixir is such a. It's it's so useful to so many more companies out there it shouldn't be something that's just for the ruby developers because it really isn't i think it's much much broader than that but for some reason i don't think that that the the elixir i mean if we look at the adoption rate it hasn't broken through it hasn't gotten to a point where it really is a common household name i mean golang is seeing a lot more success so and kind of my guess as to why that might be is because elixir is in many ways like haskell there isn't a lot of overlap in elixir there isn't really like i mean you can solve the problem of uptime in other ways and people are solving that problem all the time so elixir doesn't really have that strong it doesn't have a strong incentive for people to switch over to it one thing that really hurts is as I was saying with Haskell is that sure if you learn how to write code in Elixir or you write code in Haskell doesn't really matter you will learn how to write a program but there is practically no overlap with any other language on the market which causes a lot of problems when it comes to hiring new people and educating people because a lot of the, peop- the people that you're going to try to find well they're going to have to learn the elixir way of doing everything and they're going to have to learn the or haskell or whatever it is that you're using right and all of that i don't th- i don't think that that should be a deal breaker it is definitely something that will affect the uh, the prospects of the language because simply put i have seen too many developers who have uh, I c- you know, every de- there's unfortunately not every developer is a super nerd. Like some people just don't want to go through the hassle of learn of feeling like they're a beginner again. And I can promise you, the Elixir, if you've never done anything in Elixir, is gonna make you feel like a beginner. The pattern matching and case match, like the matching system, is uh, something that takes a while to get used to. Uh, it's not for everybody. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think it's great. But uh, I can understand that you mean if you're a die-hard Java or C# person or whatever, Elixir is going to feel very alien to you, and I think that that is hurting the languages uh, in many, uh, in a lot of cases. So what I want you to take away from this is that I think that Elixir has probably the most interesting uh, solution to the uptime problem. It is, uh, I think, amazing. I really do. You should take a look at how the Beam deals with processes and sending messages between these processes. It's pretty pretty damn cool. Uh, But unfortunately for a web developer, this is practically a pointless language to learn. There's only a handful of companies that are really betting on it, and although I think that the use case for Elixir is so much broader, it simply isn't seeing the same adoption as some alternative languages out there, which I think is kind of sad. Uh, but at the same time I understand it because Elixir is a very different experience to do development in as opposed to other like of the Java flavors or Smalltalk flavors or the C-sharp flavors of languages. A lot of the mainstream languages have the same sort of syntax and same sort of structures and Elixir is vastly different from those so it takes a lot of getting used to and that means that it's hard it is a bit of a risk it is a bit of a gamble to bet on Elixir if you're not doing something very specific if you don't really need to bet on the benefits that elixir is going to bring you're probably not going to take that risk and i think that's sad because i think that elixir can be so much more than it is have a great day